What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats, and we got a lot to talk about today. Clayton Kershaw and a monumental win on the mound the other day in Los Angeles. We'll talk about that one up, one down, making a statement, some Twitter questions. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. Start the show already. Happy Friday, my friends. It is almost the weekend. This is our Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. And another thing we're going to talk about, Alex, is what? three surprise teams so far this year. There's been a lot of oh, surprises. Yeah. So both of us have come up with three surprise teams so far this year. So we'll get into that uh, on top of everything else I mentioned. But Alex, you know, we talked about this yes yesterday's episode was spicy beefy. So are you are you still feeling heated? Because I can kind of feel the tension from you today. Uh, there was a lot of there spicy? was a lot of thoughts and so I've slept on it, right? Okay. And one one more thought came up about the A's moving to Vegas thing and just the the ridiculousness of the whole situation. Yeah. The A's basically sent out that entire statement that their franchise is moving via an iPhone notes app. But how on brand is that? They're so cheap. They probably don't even have a graphic design person. Yeah, and they, they fired them too. It was definitely a type on the iPhone screenshot. Maybe put it on a black background. It's they, so on brand. They informed it's so on brand. the city that the third pro sports team in a span of five years is moving to a different city via an iPhone notes app. I mean, are you surprised? No, not yeah, at all. Yeah, you not can't be. All. But that's that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. I got it all out yesterday. Yesterday yeah. was a passionate. Whew. Yeah, but now. <sighs> Deep breath today. Now we get to relax and talk about Clayton Kershaw because Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest of all time. He had a big, big, big performance yes, the other did. night. And it was a staple Clayton Kershaw performance, which is what you love. He was sitting on 199 wins, and you never wanted him to get that win, you know, on a game where the Dodgers, like, offense went crazy and he gave up, like, four. Yeah. No, no, no. Kershaw dominated in great Clayton Kershaw fashion, ends up getting his 200th win. And in that last inning that he pitched, he was fired up. Ends up getting the strikeout, screams on the mound. There's a sweet photo of him screaming. Ends up with nine punch outs, walks off the field, and you could see him in the dugout, like waving to his family and his kids in the crowd, smiling. Uh, just a great night for Kershaw, and congratulations to him on 200 wins. I'm getting chills just as like a, a lifelong Dodger fan watching this, knowing what he's meant to this organization, to the city of Los Angeles. I'm born and raised here, and this city has truly wrapped their arms around Clayton Kershaw. I mean, this this will be a, a debate, I think, for another day. But now the question is, would you consider Clayton Kershaw the greatest Dodger pitcher of all time? Oh. Yeah. I, I mean, don't this know. Is, I don't know if he can jump like Sandy. Th like I said. We'll, we'll dive deeper into that it also on depends, another show. Like, So it, this depends – Kershaw isn't that old. Yeah. Like he get my brother's 40. Yeah. But I would also say that I don't think 
Like, with the way that Kershaw's career has gone, Injuries. it feels like Kershaw's closer to retirement than Justin was at that age. Like, I don't yeah. know if we're going to see Kershaw pitching until he's 40, 42, 43, like Justin's contract will take him through. Yeah. But, so, but, but my point, it, it's largely going to depend on how he pitches the remainder of his career. Yeah. If the last few years of his career goes along like – Justin's last couple of years and so he's 35 yeah yeah so he's still you know if I and again I don't know if he's going to pitch for five more years but let's say his 35 through 40 years let's assume he does pitch that way or pitch that long let's say his 35 through 40 years he pitches like Justin pitched from the years 35 through 40 which is arguably the greatest stretch that the Cy Astros Young organization yeah. has ever seen then I think we might be able to to really dive in on a conversation of okay did he just pass Sandy Koufax of the greatest Dodgers pitcher of all time? Which yeah. is the fact. I mean, I, it's crazy it that it's even a conversation to this yeah. point. So, congrats to to Kershaw for sure. <sighs> one up, one down day. One up, one down. All right, Alex guys. Alex and I are both gonna give one up. It can be a player. It can yeah. be a team. Yep. Somebody that's doing well, seemingly, or one down. Somebody that is not doing great, or some team that is not doing great. So, I don't know what yours are. I don't think you know what mine are. Nope. But I'll start with my one up. Okay. And it's Julio Rodriguez. The J-Rod show <laughs> is on his way back, my friends. This guy was becoming one of the faces of baseball, and I hope certainly that becomes the case. He's one of the most talented players in the game of baseball. He is a freak talent. He is an unbelievable player in this game, and I think he becomes one of the best players in the game of baseball for a long, long time to come. The first couple of games this year, first couple of weeks, slower start for Julio, but now in the past week, he's heating up. And of course, in the past three games, this is where he's really started to take the strides that I've liked to see. The last game, two for four with a home run. Game before that, two for six. So back-to-back multi-hit games. Game before that, one for four with a home run. So in the last three games, he has two of his three home runs on the year, which is great. Love to see that. He's also debuted the Trident for Epic. the Seattle Mariners. Epic. As as everyone knows, Alex and I are big fans of a good old home run celebration. Yep, and any I, kind of celebration. I think, it was la- <laughs> I think it was last week we did our top home run celebrations, but that was before they debuted yes. the home run Trident. We gotta, we're going to have to run that back. It. This thing is sweet. It's legitimately like a human it's a it's, it's a dangerous li- it's a life-size tra- it's taller than julio <laughs> rodriguez this is like this thing is the real deal yeah so we got to see that after his last home run julio is on the way up that is why he is my one up and one side point i want to make because i've thrown around this face of baseball thing multiple times and i do believe there is room in baseball for multiple faces of baseball you got judge you got otani and i believe that julio rodriguez is becoming one of those players and I hope that he I hope that he establishes himself as that player. And I do believe he is, because when I when I met Julio last year at the All-Star game, one, the fact that he was at the All-Star game as a rookie is insane. And that doesn't happen often. The rookie season he did have was historically good. So I knew I loved the player on the field, but I met him and talked to him and just watched him interact with people. And the way that he is so charismatic in both English and Spanish, 
bilingual, as charismatic in both languages, talking to everybody, um, super down-to-earth, humble guy. And then on the field, he's one of the best players in baseball. Baseball is heading in such a great direction. And a player like Julio Rodriguez, for me, is a huge, huge reason why. And he's becoming a face of baseball. And I'm happy he's playing better this year already. Me too. I'm happy he's your up because the baseball world is going to be better. It's more exciting when the young stars are playing well. Yep. All right. I like the ups because it's positive and I'm a positive person. <laughs> Who's yours? Um, my up is Trey Turner, who just hit his first home run in a Phillies uniform. He was like the home run hero at the WBC. So honestly, I thought it was going to carry right into the start of the season. It did not. However, he hit that first home run, Philly's home run. He had a three-hit day, which helped Philly win the series, which they desperately need because they are not having a hot start to the season. They, they were my down last week. Um, but things are looking up. But I just want to just compare Trey Turner. like Through the first 19 games last season when he was with the Dodgers, mm -hmm. compared to the first 19 games with the Phillies this year. Because it's not drastically far off oh it's not no i mean he actually had a worse batting average last year at 288 this year he's batting 321 through the first good Lord. 19 games okay he had one home run both last year and this year yeah. this is the biggest difference i think last season he had 17 rbi and then this season he has six rbi last season 21 hits this season, 26. He had six extra base hits in both last year and this year through the first 19 games and four stolen bases both last year and this year through the first 19 games. So it's not that far off right now for Trey Turner. No, he's off to a great start. Yeah. Just the power numbers because we saw him in the World Baseball Classic you getting had a home run every night. Right? You're like the home run hero. Here he comes. Yeah. He's going to get it done. No, I mean, he's off He's off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, and the RBIs are coming from your one down Last week being the Phillies, they're not getting on base. They're not getting they're on not, pace. They're not hitting. You can't drive anyone in if there's no one in front of you on base. you're not hitting homers yes. and nobody's on base. That's, not, that's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Trey Turner. Who's your one down? Ben? My one down is my MVP Ooh. prediction. Ooh. Juan Soto. Meaning... My MVP prediction is uh, not yeah, looking great to start the year. Bit. It's very, very early. Juan Soto, however, is batting 194 with a 790 OPS. Juan Soto, let's let's talk for a second about Juan Soto. Obviously, very young, has comes into the big leagues at 19 years old and dominates, takes the world by storm. Dominates in, in his 19 season, dominates for the first three years of his career. And then comes the year where he gets traded to the Padres. And he really struggled last year. He was not himself that we had, I, I say himself, because it wasn't a small sample size that we had to go off of with Juan Soto. He wasn't the Juan Soto that we've, we had become accustomed to. And then last year, he really struggled. And then this year, coming into the year, I thought, oh boy, he's in San Diego. He's comfortable there now. He's going to have a great year. Spring training, he hit like 800. The World Baseball Classic, he was unbelievable. And then to start this year through the first about 20 games, Juan Soto is batting 194. I know he's coming off of – he just went two for four a couple nights ago with a home run in that game, and they ended up winning one nothing against the Braves thanks to his home run. 
but this isn't the Juan Soto I expected this year. Um, and I do believe he can get to that. I'm not changing my MVP pick yet. Well, I'm not changing it because I can't change it, but I wouldn't change it because Juan Soto can get hot. We saw it a couple years ago. The second half he had after the All-Star break was insane. We're only 20 games in. I know Juan Soto will be okay. It's just to start the year, it's been a, it has been a pretty big struggle for him. <sighs> well, my down is very much in line with your okay. down. My down is the entire Padres offense. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Juan Soto is right up in there. Um, the Padres have an all-star lineup. Now, I'm going to come out and say, in the long run, I'm not worried. But right now, there are a couple stats that are pretty alarming, okay, when you look at the Padres' offense. Okay, here are a couple of them. Their team batting average is 28th in Major League Baseball. <laughs> They're hitting just 190 with runners in scoring position, which is 29th in Major League Baseball. The team slugging is 20th in Major League Baseball. And their runs per game, they're 25th in Major League Baseball. This is not where you expect a team with this amount of talent in this lineup to be ranking in all of Major no, League Baseball. they were baseball. pretty much consensus, the best line. Every, Everybody. They, consensus, they were, the Padres are the best yes, lineup in baseball. Yes. Now, they just got Fernando Tatis Jr. back. Yep. Uh, we heard Manny Machado the other day say, I'd rather this happen now than down the road. It's just don't jump on the bandwagon later on when we start effing ranking, ranking and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, I know, I, like, from this, I don't think they're worried. I, I'm not worried I wouldn't panic at this moment they just got another MVP caliber player back but right now Padres tough start tough start offensively tough tough start Juan Soto is my down Padres here town yeah Uh, yeah. same same but different Padres need to pick it up (laughs) all right um making a statement time yes all right so Alex is gonna hit me with a bunch of statements I don't know what they're gonna be and I'm gonna say whether I agree or disagree with said statement, right? Are you ready for the first statement? I'm ready. Let's do it. First statement. Jordan Alvarez will lead the American League in RBI. Mm. Mm. I am going to I'm going to agree with this. Ooh, okay. He's already there. Mm-hmm. And think about this. He's already there, and this Astros team has not started playing well yet yeah like so you know he's gonna he's only gonna get more opportunities as the year goes on the Astros will play better throughout the year we know that's going to happen and he will have more opportunities to drive in runs and on top of that with the team not playing well and offensively struggling Jordan is already there leading the American League in RBI so I will say yes that's fair okay our next statement you ready? Ready. Chicago White Sox will miss the playoffs. Mm. Mm. This is tricky. It's not tricky. Yeah. I predicted them to win the AL Central. I don't think they will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I no. don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and it, it, it might. But what I would say is I do, I do think the White Sox can play better. However... I think the Twins, I think I probably underestimated the Twins a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, their their offense has been very good. Who could have seen Joey Gallo coming back and putting together a very good year so far? 
Um, pitching wise has been great. I'm a big Pablo Lopez fan. Joe Ryan is probably a top three most underrated pitcher in the game of baseball. Joe Ryan's great. Um, so pitching wise, very good. Offensively, they've been good. I like the Twins a lot. So I would, I would probably. There's not going to be multiple teams. I don't think make the playoffs out of the AL Central, in my opinion. So I'm going to say. Uh, this statement was the White Sox will miss the playoffs. Yes. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to hold my opinion on that for our next segment. Um, okay. okay. So let's get to our next making a statement. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Hunter Green's contract extension is a team-friendly deal. So mm-hmm. this one – so when I first saw the deal, you when I heated. first saw it come through, yeah, six years – uh, 53 million extension. My immediate thought was, what, what are we doing? This is, this is quite the, the team friendly deal. Yeah. But then I started looking more into the deal. There are incentives. There are escalators. There's an option. If the options picked up, it goes to like a 70 plus million dollar deal. And if all the escalators hit, then it could be North of $90 million, 91.2 million dollars so i've ended up changing my stance on this from my initial reaction so one thing that threw me off is hunter green is a two-year pre-arb guy now this gets a little complicated with arbitration and his current contract but i'm gonna do my my best to kind of explain it hunter green two-year pre-arbitration guy due to his age he's currently 23 so if you look at this current contract extension six years that takes him through the entirety of what was his former contract plus one free agent year plus one option year. So it's essentially the same amount of time just adding dollars onto what he would currently be making. So he's okay. going to be a free agent again, depending on if the option is picked up or not, at 29, 30 years old, which will be in his prime. Right, he's going to be in his. So. He hopes so. In his prime, set to make a lot of money in free agency. This deal, essentially, just doubled his pay on top of what he was going to make. So, okay, let's say he didn't sign this deal. Then he's going to go on about his way, making what he was going to make in the coming years, which was seven hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars again. Then upward, then up to a million, then up to like four million in the final year. But now this is averaging out to could be like $8 million a year, which I believe is if you compare that to what he was going to make, this is basically just saying, hey, we believe in you. We want to pay you like we believe in you and add a couple of years onto what you're already making. So we're going to get you for essentially the same amount of years plus two for double the money that you were going to make. So I'm going to say I like this deal for Hunter Green. It's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, but my original my original reaction was just saying like six what, for fifty three for for Hunter Green. Yeah. But then it, then it gets tricky with like the two year pre arb and all that stuff. So that wasn't in his face. This is this is good. Yeah. Good thank for you him. for doing your homework for everybody else to understand yeah. why this deal makes sense. Yeah. So the, the whole arbitration, um, pre arb, post arb, option, all yeah. that can get confusing. Yeah. And I don't. It can get confusing. So I did my homework. Okay. Here's a quote from Hunter Green about the situation. Um, knowing the history here, I know the potential is there to bring it back to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a baseball city. 
We know that we got to go out there and win. We're working extremely hard. We want to win just as much as the fans. So he said that during spring training. They they pay him. He's set now. He's going to be there for a while. The Reds have a sneaky, really good top three of the pitching rotation that I really like a lot. So they're at least showing glimmers of Hope. heading in <laughs> the right direction, I would say. But yeah. congratulations to Hunter Green on the new contract. The answer to your making a statement is the 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 deal team friendly. I would I would disagree. I would say it's good for Hunter, good for everybody involved. So yeah, it's good for the team, but it's yeah, also but good team for friendly insinuates yeah. like the Ozzy Albies deal with the yeah. Braves. Ooh. That's like yeah, that, no, that was team friendly. <laughs> yeah. This is good for Hunter. Fair. Good for the Reds. Good. 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 Yeah. Good. 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 Now I mentioned this earlier that I was saving one of my takes for this next segment. Top three surprise teams. Now, this can be a good surprise, a bad surprise. You're going to give your three surprise teams. I'm going to give mine. Let's start with yours. Who you got? Um, my three surprise teams. At number three, I have the Padres. Yeah. The Padres are under 500 with a team mm -hmm. that we, we just talked about it, and you talked about them with your one down. Heading into this year, you ask – a hundred baseball fans who has the best lineup and probably 95 of them are going to tell you it's the San Diego Padres. And I was one of them. I think the majority of people assumed and, and believe that I still believe that to be the case. They just haven't been able to hit to start the year. It's truly remarkable how lackluster their offense has been through the first 20 ish games of the year. So for me, one of the big surprises for me this year is that we're, you know, almost a month in the year, a little under a month into the year, and the San Diego Padres are under 500. So they're number three for me. Who you got number two? At number two, the Milwaukee Brewers. This team has been so much fun to watch. They're sitting here leading the NL Central, young guys, veteran guys. It's a good mixture of talent with – I know Garrett Mitchell just got hurt, but Garrett Mitchell has been great. Uh, Weimer in the outfield, Turang, Brian Anderson mixed with the, the guys that have been there. Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, um, and then adding Jesse Winker has been good. I know Winker was out for a bit, but when he has been playing this year, he's been pretty good rotation wise. Um, they've been really good. So I've, I've been very impressed by this Brewers team and their ability to start the year the way they have, especially, and I know my number three surprise team was the Padres for how poorly they've been playing but they're very talented and for the brewers to go on the road into san diego and take three of four there um and to play in seattle the way they did i've really liked what i've seen from the milwaukee brewers good for them for the start of the year christian yelich looks to be playing really good baseball um so a surprise team for me and i say surprise i assumed the brewers would be good but not great and they've been great they've been great yep Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Who's your number one surprise team? Number one so far, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Clear the deck. The Pirates are on fire. Let's go. 
you love to see it. Um, Andrew McCutcheon back in the black and gold, hitting over 300, hitting homers, 442-foot homers. And this comes on the heels of O'Neill Cruz's injury. They're without their star shortstop, and they're still playing such good baseball, doing well in the NL Central. A lot of those NL Central teams have been surprising, to be honest with yeah. you. You got a couple of them. Um, I'm interested to, to hear yours. You might have one on your list. I don't know. The Pirates are certainly one of those, mixed with some other surprise teams there. And um, it's been it's been a blast to watch them. And I just feel like baseball is better when – the Pirates are doing well, and the stadium is packed. And I go back to the blackout game there years ago, and it was one of the coolest baseball atmospheres I've ever seen. Pirates off to a good start, and they are the number one surprise team for me so far. I love that. That's one of the baseball stadiums I have not been to. That's on my bucket list. Oh, PNC. I know. I've, a... I've heard. I've heard it's an incredible atmosphere, and it's on. I, I've been to almost all of them, but that is one that I have not been to. Yeah. Atmosphere, not so much lately. Okay. Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. top top tier yeah top five for sure many people Ooh, have it in the see, top okay three. that's why yeah okay all right yeah who are yours top My three top surprise three teams. surprise teams at number three i have the texas rangers i did not expect them to start the season atop of the al west with the astros below them the angels below them mariners who even had a good season last season below them this was a positive surprise. You know, I thought they would be contenders, but I didn't know they would be this strong out of the gates. Yes, yeah. we know they got big pieces, Jacob DeGrom being the biggest piece of all, shaky first start, and then just has been strong sense. So, yeah, I got Rangers at number three. The question is, can they maintain this with the injuries that they've already sustained throughout the rest of the season? Who knows? Time will tell. Number two is a bad one for me. The okay. Phillies. Yep. I think I talk about them every week because I was so high on them. And I became <laughs> such a huge Phillies fan when we spent our time in Philly during the NLCS and the World Series. This is a team that was just in the World Series, had a World Series caliber lineup that added Trey Turner, an all-star bat who was coming off an incredible WBC. They're in fourth place in the NL East. Yeah. I did not expect that to happen. They are six games back behind the Braves, who are in first. This is tough. I want the Phillies to be better. I, I hope they're going to be better. Bryce Harper is on the horizon, you know, taking some ground balls at first You're base. Starting so to hear maybe we'll see. Of him. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll see him come back a little sooner playing first base so he doesn't have to throw as far after having Tommy John surgery. So, again, there's hope for the Phillies. Okay. All right, who is your number one biggest My surprise? My number Alex? one surprise is the Minnesota Twins. Now, I know they won the Carlos Correa sweepstakes. He left and was flirting with two other teams, and they got him back. But they also lost Luisa Rise, the 2022 AL batting champ, and I thought that might have been a hit. And then on the other positive side, Joey Gallo has been playing great for this team. So I knew that there was potential for the Twins, but I am shocked and surprised, which is why they're my number one surprise team. I didn't know they would be this strong right out of the gates. They're first in the AL Central. They're tied for fourth best home wins, home win percentage in Major League Baseball. Their nine wins against righty starters is the fourth most in Major League Baseball. Like They have so many strong stats going in their favor. But overall, the team together is just having 
what a strong start to the season. They lost the reigning AL batting champion yeah. and gained the the new batting champion in the American League, Joey Gallo. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Joey Gallo, AL Seriously. batting champ this year. Watch out. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with that. The Twins have been very good. Um, there are some teams that I didn't have on my list solely because, like, there would be teams, for example, the Diamondbacks and the Cubs for me. Yeah. I was pretty high on those you teams believed in them, heading into the year. The, yeah. the Cubs, I said, had the best offseason of anybody. They would be good and could flirt with a playoff spot. I don't, I don't think they get there, and I didn't at the beginning of the year, but I knew they'd be good. The Diamondbacks, obviously, was very high on them, and they were my hottest take for this year, that they grab a playoff spot this year. So that's why they weren't on my, on my list. But I think to the eyes of many people, Diamondbacks, Cubs – um, all the teams we mentioned. Yeah. Um, who else? I mean, I'm sure there's others that uh, Reds have been a bit surprising, and yeah. you know, there's been some some good teams. So, but we uh, could only pick three. We could only pick three. <laughs> so uh, that does it for our three surprise teams, Alex. Um, which is a a nice little lead into our next segment. Things that make you go, hmm, hmm, which could be surprising, questionable, all of the above. Yes. Um, our first thing that makes you go. Hmm, Ben. Cody Bellinger, his trip back to Dodger Stadium, got a standing ovation as he went to take his first hit, and he got a pitch clock violation by the ump. For so this happened, uh, this happened quite a few days ago now. Yeah. But it, it, this segment hasn't been back. So anybody that is a listener of the show that knows about this segment. Had to know this one was coming. Are you kidding me? Cody Bellinger making his return to Los Angeles as a member of the Cubs. He's back. They play a tribute video. It's emotional. It's emotional return. Everybody's giving him a standing ovation. He comes up to hit his first at bat back at Dodger Stadium. Standing ovation. Helmet tip. Everybody's on their feet for him. He's soaking in the moment. And the umpire steps out and calls a strike violation on him for the pitch clock violation. Are you kidding me? What are we doing? Have some feel. Like, come on. That was so bad. So, yes, absolutely. That made me go, hmm, and say a few other things, might I add. Ridiculous. Come on. It's also having awareness, right? Because we've seen this. I saw it, yes, a couple days ago in a couple of the games. If... A catcher gets hit by a foul ball. The ump realizes, okay, he needs a moment yeah. to collect his thoughts. Yeah. So he walks the ball back out to the pitcher on the pitcher mound to then come back to give the catcher a couple minutes to recenter himself. So if something like this is happening, you know it's a big moment. You know he's coming back. Give the guy a moment. Yeah. Walk out to the pitcher's mound, hand the pitcher the ball, come back, and then get it started. So have have some awareness is essentially have some feel. I realize that's a yeah. very baseball term. We yeah. used to, we'd say it all the time. In the dug- we'd, we'd yell out at the umpire, like, come on, have some feel. It's yeah. just like understand the situation. Like earlier in the year when Pete Alonzo ran to second base on a foul ball and walked back because he had just yeah. sprinted, they called a strike violation on Jeff McNeil because Pete Alonzo wasn't back to the base yet. Or this strike violation on Cody Bellinger when he's soaking in the moment. Just – yeah. Have some feel. Yes. You know? Come mm-hmm. on. So that made me go, hmm. Next up was just minding my own business, scrolling through Twitter the other day, 
and saw some ridiculous, like crazy new rules that are yep. going to be implemented in the Atlantic League. The Atlantic League is an independent baseball league. Okay, so let's start there. This isn't these aren't this isn't professional. This isn't like minor league baseball where it's affiliated with a team. They're testing it in the Atlantic League beginning April 28th. Now these rules, a designated pinch runner, not otherwise in the lineup and available to use at any point in the game. A pitcher limit of a single disengagement per at bat, disengagement from the rubber that is, and the double hook DH rule. I have questions because I I read these and I a lot I, to take in here. I'm yeah. confused. Well, okay, ask your questions because okay. there's yeah yeah. So starting with the the designated pinch runner. Yes. When you use him, can you only use him that one time? Or anytime you want to use a pinch runner, are you allowed to use him? And if you use him as a pinch runner, who he's pinch running for, does that player have to now come out of the game? All good questions. Yeah. So I, I as well, do not know all of the answers. I don't think anybody does. I don't okay. think I don't think baseball does. However, from what I've heard, the designated pinch runner is basic. From what I, from my understanding, you can have a guy, and this is where like the Terrence Gores of the world are going to come back by storm and, you know, take the world by storm again in the baseball world. Um, I, I, you can have a pinch, a designated pinch runner that runs for a particular player. Okay. So if a player isn't a good runner, you just have a guy who's your runner. Yep. Doesn't matter throughout the whole game. So whatever base he lands on after that, it's like, okay, you're out, but he still gets to be stay in the game and hit. And the runner is just running for him. That is my belief. From this process, okay. The, these rules are you're gonna hear Crazy. them. They're they're preposterous. They're yeah. outlandish. But you know they're just trying things. These yeah. new rules, like they you know they don't hear bad things about them. So let's just throw out a bunch of other rules. Um, the one disengagement per at bat is essentially like from what we've seen in Major League Baseball, you can only like pick over uh, a, a certain amount of times. This one is just you can only disengage from the rubber one time per at bat which so one pick yeah i hate that yeah i don't like that i don't like that at all so that's good there's that it's like you do one then like okay he's gonna get a stolen base yeah there he goes and then the 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 biggest i think this is the biggest rule of all of them the double hook dh rule this is wild so essentially you have a designated hitter yeah right if your starting pitcher does not throw at least five innings, you lose your designated hitter. What? <laughs> so, so basically, <laughs> excuse me, what? What we've seen over the last, I don't know, decade plus in baseball is starting pitchers going less and less deep into games. Right? Yeah. It's like it is. It, it. We're not seeing pitchers pitch super deep anymore. So I. This is their way of like trying to alleviate that and okay we're going to benefit a team for letting the pitcher go five or more innings i would also add that this is a terrible idea none of these are going to happen these aren't going to happen this is happening in the atlantic league they've done a million they've done a lot of rule experimenting there in the atlantic league and nothing ends up happening from they experimented last year two years ago with a, a like you can steal first base like if there's a pass ball or a wild pitch let's say it's a uh 
a one-two count, and a pitcher bounces a curveball, and it goes to the backstop. The runner can just, the batter can just take off, drop his bat, and run to first base. And if you get there, you're safe. We don't hear anything about that anymore. Some of these rules they experiment with in the Atlantic League are madness, and yeah. some of these are crazy as well. And they certainly had me going, huh? huh? Yeah. All right. Our third and final things that make you go, hmm. Dodger Stadium. Home run lights going oh out God. before the ball left the ballpark oh the other God. night. Our, I was watching this game live. Max Muncy absolutely obliterated a baseball. I knew it was gone the second he hit it. And you know who also knew it was gone the second he hit it? Whoever is in charge <laughs> of turning off the lights in the stadium <laughs> – you know, a lot of these new, a lot of these, a lot of stadiums in baseball now have these new light systems where I actually love it. You know, they like have the lights that can like, um, what's the, they're, it's almost like a performance with the lights. Yeah. They flicker, they flash, yeah. they like go in certain ways. But the other night with Max Muncy hitting, whoever is in charge of turning off the lights and starting that whole performance with the light show did it far before the ball even landed got a little excited and a little ahead of themselves which as you saw in the video if you're watching it gets pitch black that is dangerous if you're in the stands there is no way you were able to see the ball walker bueller tweeted about this yeesh that went so far but the lights went out so i couldn't see it land it 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 becomes a a a hazard here and i don't want to be like no, but it like, does. Like it, it could be does. a legal thing. It could be a legal thing. Yeah. I saw somebody I so I tweeted about this basically saying like, look, I can't believe yeah. this just happened. Like if that ball's in the air and somebody tweeted me saying, I'm sitting out in the bleachers. They weren't like right next to it. Like they yeah. weren't gonna catch it, but they were like a section over. And basically it was like the ball was there and then it just disintegrated. It just disappeared and was gone. So I also tweeted this, and somebody in the stands called a baseball with their face after the lights went out yeah. before it landed. Wild. Oh. I mean, it's that's dangerous. insane. Yeah. If somebody got hit in the face there, that is a lawsuit yes. waiting to happen. Oh yeah. But I haven't heard. I I don't think we've heard happened. anything I think about disaster it. Disaster averted. Maybe they there, got lucky. They they did get lucky. Yeah. That that was that nuts. was wild. Yeah, made you go. Hmm. It did. It made me go. Huh? Yeah. Alex, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to. Work. We need you to like really get oh. into the hmm? things that make you go. Hmm. Better. We can hmm. still work on it. We'll we'll get there next hmm. week. Will you we'll, go we'll, deep? We'll practice. I go. You can go hmm? in any direction with it, and it also depends on how like what what it made me feel. Yeah. Like the the Ugh. the rules. The rule change, I was like, huh? And that but that the, was a WTF. But the Cody Bellinger thing, I'm like, huh? You know, that it's was like, like different pitches. Come on, man. Like, and then this know. last one was like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So I think that's the last that that's, that's the, the last, last thing this week that made me go, hmm? Yeah. And we're gonna wrap up this week's show with some more fan questions. Love it. So keep yeah. getting in your fan questions. It depends on most shows throughout the week. We send out a tweet from the Flippin' Bats Pod Twitter saying, ask us some questions. We'll answer them on the show. So you guys keep getting your questions in. It's been great. Tons of questions coming in. And uh This one's Alex. from Dan asking, Are the Cubs for real, Ben? It depends on what you mean by for real. 
I would say my my gut reaction to that question is yes. Yeah. I do believe they're a good baseball team. I believed in this team before the year started, and I believe they had the best offseason of anybody in terms of improving the most. Yeah. Right? They revamped their entire up the middle. You adding Dansby Swanson, adding Cody Bellinger, who by the way, is he back? I don't know, but he mm. certainly looks to be We did say back. change of scenery might be good for him. We did. Yeah. And is it going to be MVP Cody Bellinger? I don't think we're going to see like 40 home runs from him, but he's hitting around the 300 mark right now and had a five-hit game the other night. Bellinger That's looks great. to be really good. Pitching staff really good. The pitching staff is so underrated. Marcus Stroman has been very good this year. Justin Steele is lights out in that rotation. I would say the answer to your question is yes, the Cubs are real. Am I confident that they make the playoffs this year? No. But I think they will be in contention down until the very end, and they've put themselves in a very good position going forward. I was so critical of this team and the way they handled the departure of Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, and Contreras, and they deserve a lot of credit for what they did turning around this organization as fast as they have. All right. Final fan question. This one comes from Danny, and his question is, will the Rays win the AL East? Will the Rays win the AL East? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Obviously the start they got off to. Yeah. Um, but we saw them against the Ray or the Jays. Sorry, mm -hmm. Rays, Jays. Same, 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 but different. Same, same, but different. Uh, I picked the Jays to win the AL East, and we saw the Rays go onto the road into Toronto and get taken care of by the Jays. The Jays uh, did really well in that series. They won the series. I think the hot start was extremely impressive, but ever since that really hot start, we've seen them be okay. They lost the series to the Jays. They got blown out in a game against the Reds. Like They're back down to earth. So was the gap created that substantial that I'm like, well, call it off, everyone. The Rays are winning the ALEs. No, absolutely not. And that division is so good. Um, so I'm gonna my gut says no. I'm I'm gonna still stick with that the Jays win the division. They're playing really good. So I'll say no. Okay. All right. And you also think that the the Jays are gonna win the the series this weekend against the Yankees. So yeah. yeah. You need that. There's you, a you lot of good baseball. A lot of good baseball this weekend, my friends. Make sure you check that all out. Um, also, Saturday with Smoltz Ooh. is back. Check that out tomorrow as well. Um, one thing I've said a couple of times on this show now is that I believe this Atlanta Braves team is the best Braves team since the early 2000s. So who better to talk about that to than John Smoltz? And I think his answer will surprise I, I do okay. it was a great conversation so saturday with smoltz tomorrow check that out that does it for this friday episode of flipping bats however thank you all for listening make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast apple or spotify we're also on all social media twitter instagram facebook tiktok and you can watch every single episode on youtube as well at flipping bats pod for all of them thank you all for listening enjoy the great weekend of baseball ahead until tomorrow, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. 